Welcome everyone to Blast Fight Life Podcast, episode number 12, my first podcast of 2023. For those of you that don't know, my name is Ezekiel. I run Blast Fight Life Instagram page and the Twitter page as well, and I love talking UFC. But let's get right into it. First and foremost, a few hours ago, a UFC fight announcement, breaking news, Max Holloway is making his comeback. That's right. The former UFC champion is fighting Arnold Allen. This fight is not official yet per the ESPN page on Instagram, but it is targeted for April 15th. And the last time we saw Max Holloway fight, he obviously lost to Volkanovski in a fight where a lot of people thought that Holloway was going to win based on the previous fights, but Volkanovski got the best of Holloway. That's just how it is at times. But Arnold Allen is one of those young, hungry up-and-comers. And in his last fight, he looked really good against Calvin Cater. He did get a TKO due to a knee injury that Calvin Cater had. But before that, Arnold Allen had a great fight with Dan Hooker in Dan Hooker's return to featherweight. And he TKO'd him. So this is going to be a great, great fight, honestly. I'm really looking forward to it because it's very interesting when a former champion who has been there, done that, and then comes back and fights a guy who's who hasn't fought for the title yet. So this is just basically, to me, one of those fights, the former champion versus the new hungry guy who wants to be the champion. So this is going to be very interesting. Hopefully this fight comes and it is booked, as they say, in April. But we have more fight announcements there's just been so many fight announcements right now and if you have all been keeping up with mma junkie mma fighting the ufc page my page the next fight i want to talk about is saro gain versus john jones yes we heard that this fight is happening john bones jones is returning to the ufc octagon after almost three years away he's fighting in las vegas at ufc 285 on march 4th saro gain i had the pleasure to watch him fight live last year in January here at the Honda Center in Anaheim. And Saro Gain did lose to Francis Ngannou, right? But Saro Gain then came back last year and he knocked out Taito Ivasa. John Jones, I mean, a man who needs no introduction, right? The One of the best, if not the best, uh, UFC light heavyweight champion. And he's coming back, you know? He's coming back at heavyweight. It's going to be so interesting. Only a few weeks away. We also have another fight announcement, Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso, the Mexican fighter. This fight is also going to take place at UFC 285. Who else were they going to give to Valentina Shevchenko, right? She defeated Tyler Santos in a close fight. And Alexa Grasso, she's on a roll, you know. She's had great fights. She, her boxing is really going to be one of the things that is... Is her boxing going to be enough to take out Valentina Shevchenko? Because Alexa Grasso has great boxing. And as far as the ground game, Valentina Shevchenko, she has ground game. You know, she submitted Juliana Pena. She uh, knows how to grapple very well. But for Alexa Grasso, she knows how to grapple well as well. But I don't know. I think Valentina Shevchenko might, might take this one. Or, or who knows? It might be Alexa Grasso's time, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into predictions for all these fight announcements because I have a big old list right here. But let's move on. That's right, it's happening. The rematch in mixed martial arts, UFC. Alex Pereira, the newly crowned UFC champion versus Israel Adesanya. 
The rematch is taking place at UFC 287 on April 8th. We know what happened in the last fight in November. Alex Perea knocked out Israel Adesanya. And Israel Adesanya started saying, oh, I'm okay. I was okay. The referee should have not stopped that fight, etc., etc. But here we are. Izzy Adesanya has a rematch, has another opportunity to take back that belt that was once his. Will he do it? We don't know. We got to wait. Another awesome fight that got announced has been Gilbert Burns. Durinjo versus Jorge Masvidal. That's right. And this fight is also taking place at UFC 287 in April 8th. Gilbert Burns. I'm going to talk about him in a bit. He just came off a great win when he beat Neil Magny. And he's fighting Jorge Masvidal, the BMF champ. This is going to be an awesome fight. And the thing with Gilbert Burns, he wants to stay active. That's the cool thing about him. He's ranked number 5th right now. He just beat Neil Magdi, who's ranked number 13. And he's about to fight Masvidal, who's ranked at number 11. You know, to me, this is a money fight for him, right? But, geez, this fight's going to be interesting. Very interesting. I'm so excited for this fight, too, because Masvidal has been away for some time. And, honestly, he's lost his last couple of fights. But another fight that I want to talk about is Rob Fonts versus Adrian Yanez. Adrian Yanez is a prospect. He's an up-and-comer. He's currently ranked at bantamweight, number 13. Number 13. That's a good spot to be in. You know, he's almost at the top 10. But Rob Font, Rob Font is ranked right now at number 6. And this fight's interesting, too, because to me, it's very similar to... It's very similar to Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen because Rob Font has been there. He's fought some of the best. And Adrian Yanez, you know, he's this young, hungry guy. So that's going to be an interesting fight. Another awesome fight that I got announced has been Dan Hooker versus Jalen Turner. This is a great fight because Jalen Turner as well, you know, he's coming up in the lightweight rankings. And I did a poll on my Instagram page. And a lot of you people thought that Dan Hooker uh, is going to take this fight. He's going to be victorious against uh, his opponent, which is Jalen Turner. So who knows? And this fight is going to be at UFC 285 on March 4th. So a few weeks away. A few weeks away. Another fight has been announced is Kelvin Gastelum versus Chris Curtis. And this fight just makes sense ranking-wise because Kelvin Gastelum is ranked at number 13. Chris Curtis is ranked at number 14. Gastelum was supposed to fight a few weeks ago. Of course, uh, Sean Strickland filled in. But, you know, and this fight's going to take place at UFC 287. So that UFC 287 card in April, it's, it's, it's packed. It's packed as well. But some other news that has been circling around through various MMA Instagram pages that I've seen is Conor McGregor is set to coach the Ultimate Fighter this year. But the question is against who? Will it be against Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, Poirier? I know what you're thinking. Poirier already beat him twice. But hey, man, Poirier, he knows he wants to make money. You know I mean? It'll be the second UFC quadrilogy, quadrilogy fight, right? Who knows who he'll fight. But hey, let's recap what happened in January for UFC. Because 2022 was amazing for the UFC, right? A lot of crazy things happened. And if you want to know my recap on 2022, uh, go listen to episode 11 of my podcast. I do all the fight awards for 2022. But UFC 60, UFC Vegas 67 happened uh, in January. In the first or second week. And Sean Strickland came in like a motherfucking badass. He replaced Kelvin Gastelum. And he fought Nasordin Imavov. Strickland wins by unanimous decision. 
For a fighter to take a late replacement fight and a five-round fight is a tough, tough, tough duty. But Sean Strickland, he said in his interviews that he stays active in the gym, which is great. And his hard work has showcased. It honestly, honestly has. So he won by unanimous decision and he showcased great cardio. He showcased his great jab that he likes to utilize. As far as Nasruddin Imamov, he must be devastated because he was preparing for a five-round fight against Gastelum. His opponent gets switched and... You know, in someone's mind, like Imamov, he says, okay, I have a new opponent, but, you know, I'm already in shape. I'm in five-round fight shape, but no, Sean Strickland comes in and just makes work of him. So, Sean Strickland is doing great things at Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. So, good for him. Another fight that I really want to talk about that happened at UFC Vegas 67 was Khabib Nurmagomedov's cousin, Umar Nurmagomedov. He drank that number 11. And he fought Haoni Barcelos. Results, Umar wins in the first round by a KO. Umar threw a knee and a cross at the same time. It was awesome to watch. Umar has great wrestling. And that is no surprise. But for him, to have this knockout power is scary. He is one of three UFC ranked bantamweights to not have an upcoming fight booked. The other bantamweights who don't have fights booked, who are ranked, is Dominic Cruz. And Sean O'Malley. There are many matchups to make, honestly, everyone, for Umar Nurmagomedov at 135. So perhaps he could wait around to see who wins or loses between this whole unofficial tournament that's taking place at Bantamweight to see if he could fight any of them. But Umar Nurmagomedov, he's he's scary. His wrestling is there. His striking is there. And you know if someone has the last name Nurmagomedov, I mean, they're the real deal, right? So... Hopefully he gets a ranked opponent next. You know, hopefully he fights sooner rather than later. I remember after his interview when he uh, beat Haoni Barcelos, he says he wants to fight in March. That might not happen because a lot of the bantamweights are already booked. But hey, we'll see what happens. But now let's talk about UFC 283, the first pay-per-view of the year. And the first time that the UFC returned to Brazil since March of 2020. That's right. The last time the UFC was in Brazil was in March 2020 when... Charlie Oliveira fought uh, Kevin Lee, but you know, they came back and it was in Rio de Janeiro and it was just an awesome pay-per-view to me, honestly, because it was the first pay-per-view of January. It was the first time they've been back to Brazil. A lot of Brazilian fighters on there, a lot of upsets. And I watched this fight with my good friend, uh, Eric. If you're listening to this, what's up, Eric? Shout out to you. And we watched this fight at a bar and you know, the whole uh, people at the bar were excited for the main event, mostly for, for the main card. But let's get right into it. On the prelims, a fighter that I've been following for a while, Cody Stamen. He's a bantamweight. He's fought the best. He's, Cody Stamen has fought some of the best bantamweights, such as Aljamain Sterling, Marav Davalishiv, Said Nurmagomedov. And, you know, he hasn't won against the top guys. But when you're in the UFC and if you lose against the top guys, but if you still have a job in the UFC... You got to get after it. You got to take any fight that is available to you. And that is what Cody Stamen did. Before this fight, Stamen was coming off a TKO win over Eddie Wineland, a WC and UFC veteran. So it was brave of Stamen to take on a newcomer like Luan Lacerda. It showcased that he is willing to stay active. And he won by unanimous decision. So good for Cody Stamen. He actually called out another or he said he wants to fight another undefeated fighter that I think fought on this card too. So... You know, Cody Stamen knows his place at Bantamweight. He 
wants to stay active, but you know it's 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 gonna take a couple wins for him to get a ranked opponent next. But at UFC 23, two brothers fought that same night: the Bon Fim brothers, Ismael Bon Fim and Gabriel Bon Fim. Two brothers in the UFC won their fights in Brazil, and that was awesome to see. Seeing that reminded me a little bit of the MMA movie Warrior, where two brothers fight. And at the end of the movie, I mean, these guys didn't fight each other, right? But it, it was just very cool to see two brothers fighting in the UFC. But Ismail Bonfim, he fought Terrence McKinney. Bonfim, he destroyed Terrence McKinney with that flying knee in the second round. That knee that Ismail threw was scary and was placed perfectly. As soon as it landed, McKinney fell face first to the mat. It was fucking amazing to see. Honestly, anytime someone throws a flying knee and it lands... It's awesome, you know, that's what mixed martial arts is about. And Terrence McKinney, you know, he, I look up to him because after the fight, he said, whatever, it happened, I lost. And Ismael Bonfim and Terrence McKinney, they had a drink together after. So mixed martial arts is all about respect, right? But Ismael Bonfim's brother, Gabriel Bonfim, he fought Monid Lasses, and these are all in the prelims, okay? Bonfim wins by a submission, a guillotine choke. Bonfim is undefeated, uh, Gabriel Bonfim. When Bonfim sinked in that guillotine choke while holding the headlock position, he then reversed the position as he ended up in a mounted position. It was a great win. Good for them. I talked about so many upsets on this card. Well, another upset was one of my favorite fighters who's on my radar, Gregory Robocop Rodriguez. He was supposed to fight another opponent, but Bruno Ferreira, a newcomer, came into the UFC. And he knocked out Gregory Rodriguez in the first round. Upset alert. I thought Robocop would easily win this fight. I didn't know much about Ferreria, but wow. Ferreria simply threw a cross that landed clean on Robocop's face. And Robocop, Gregory Rodriguez went down. Great debut for Ferreria. I mean, you got to think about it, really. If you're making a UFC debut against someone who already has had UFC fights in the UFC... There can be no, no doubt in your mind that you will lose this fight. Because when you get to the top levels, your mindset has to be win, win, win. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they're ranked above me. I don't care if they have more wins than me. I don't care if they have more technique than me. So this was awesome to see that Bruno Ferreira knocked out Gregory Rodriguez. And in the first round. That's awesome. Now let's talk about a legend who fought at UFC 283, Mauricio Shogun Rua. He did get defeated by Ihor Potera in the first round. You know, it sucks to see that the UFC gave Shogun Ruo a matchup like this in his farewell fight. It is what it is. But Ihor Potera, he got straight to work and found that TKO. I mean, Shogun is just old and he's just way past his prime. Shogun retired after the fight, as he should have. Shogun is a legend. He's a former Pride champion and UFC champion. Go back and watch some of... Shogun's highlights on YouTube, please. Type in Shogun Hua Pride. And you're going to see Shogun in his prime, in his 20s, kicking ass. He's fighting in the ring. Uh, he's fighting MMA in a boxing ring. But yeah, Shogun Ruo is a legend. He was just way past his prime. Uh, some of the best fights that Shogun Hua had in the UFC include TKO wins over Chuck Liddell, Lyoto Machida. Forrest Griffin. But in the last couple of years, he's lost more fights than he's won. And I just remember when I first started watching UFC in 2011, 
I remember watching Shogun's fights on UFC Unleashed, on Spike TV. And, you know, I've watched him fight this past decade, you know. he's. I've obviously watched him fight when his prime was coming to an end. But, you know, I was still fortunate enough that in a few years, I'm going I'm to be able to tell my uh, friends and family. Yeah, you know, I watched uh, Shogun fight in his last days. And it was awesome. So, you know, Shogun Rua is a legend. He deserves all the respect in the world. And whatever he decides to do after uh, his MMA career, is he, he can be successful. Okay? But let's get on to the main card of UFC 283. Gilbert Durango Burns. He made easy work of Neil Magny. Easy work. Easy fucking work. First round arm triangle choke in the first round. My favorite jiu-jitsu submission. Gilbert Burns just showcased that he is just levels above Neil Magny. Burns immediately took down Magny, looked to pass his guard, and he was having a bit of trouble because Neil Magny is a long, lengthy fighter. But eventually, he found the arm triangle choke. And that arm triangle choke that he got, he got it next to the cage. So Neil Magny really had no uh, space to move around and defend, right? But, you know, as I talked about in the upcoming fights the announcements at the beginning of the podcast burns is now fighting masvidal and i think burns is gonna beat masvidal but burns is in a good spot right now at welterweight and props to neil magny honestly it takes guts for a fighter who's ranked in the low tier of the rankings to want to fight a former title challenger and neil magny he called out gilbert burns he said hey gilbert burns i've seen your interviews he he actually went on twitter a few months ago and he called out Gilbert Burns, respectively. And he said, hey, Gilbert Burns, I'll fight you in Brazil in, in UFC 283. You down? And uh, Gilbert Burns said, fuck yeah. You know, no one else wants to fight me. So, shit, let's do it. Uh, Neil Magny, he can rebound. You know, he is a great fighter. But it's evident that he is not a championship-level fighter. But now let's talk about my favorite weight class of all time. The flyweights, the 125-pounders. We all got to witness the first quadrilogy fight in the UFC. Davis, Davison, Davison Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno, the pride of Mexico. Results, Moreno defeats Figgy by a TKO doctor stoppage after the third round. I mean, Figueroa's eye was just shut and it was just, his eye was just closed, you know, too much ground and pound by Moreno. But coming into this fight, I thought Figueroa would win due to him having knocked down Moreno prior in the last three fights. That first round, though, it was scary and crazy because Figgy had a deep guillotine choke on Moreno. But Moreno ended up escaping. Moreno looked great, though, in that first round. Moreno again shot him for a takedown in the second round. They began scrambling. Figgy even attempted a heel hook. It was awesome to see. And then Moreno again went in for another takedown. And, you know, he ended up landing ground and pound on Figgy. And then that's when Figgy's face and eye was just bruised up. And the doctor said, no more. Enough, enough. But now, Brian Moreno is fighting Alexander Pantoja next in their third fight. So the first fight, Pantoja beat Moreno in the first round of the Ultimate Fighter in 2016. And then in their second fight, I think Pantoja won by a decision as well. Uh, so... I mean, it's crazy to be Brian Moreno, right? You fight Figueredo four times, and now you're fighting a guy who you already fought two times. But it's it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for the Brian Moreno versus Pantoja fight. I hope it takes place in Mexico later this year, and I would love to go to Mexico for a UFC fight. That would be amazing. Hell yeah. Credit card ready? Get a ticket for a plane? Hell yeah. 
And now Figueredo, he's moving up to Bantamweight. And I did post a picture a few days ago on my Blast Fight Life page on Instagram that I would love to see Dominic Cruz fight Figueredo. I think that would be a great fight, honestly. But we'll see what the future holds for both of these fighters, okay? But right now, the flyweight division, it's moving now. It's moving. The quadrilogy is over, so now Moreno is going to try to be the most successful champion he can. In the main event, Jamal Hill. Sweet dreams, baby! He surprised a lot of people. He surprised a lot of people. He was throwing badass kicks against Teixeira. And yes, Teixeira was defending with his hand, but it was evident that the kicks were still causing damage. Hill's takedown defense was on point. It was very great. His cardio was great too. Uh, Teixeira, he was trying and trying and trying to secure that takedown. But respect for him, to him for continuing to attempt those takedowns. He got beat up by Hill on the feet bad though. You know, his face was full of cuts and bruises. And it was just obvious that Glover Teixeira was enjoying his last moments in the UFC. After that fourth round, it was awesome because Glover Teixeira just started yelling at Hill. He's like, let's go, let's go. And he started pumping up the crowd. It was awesome. But the new UFC light heavyweight champion of the world, there's a new one and his name is Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. Good for him though. Good for him. And Jerry Prochaska is next for him, most likely. But Glover Teixeira, he's a legend. And for him to become a UFC champion in his early 40s, it's inspiring and was awesome to witness. And, I mean, if Glover Teixeira can become a UFC champion at 40, 41, 42, whatever his age was, who's not to say any of us cannot accomplish anything regardless of our age, okay? So... I just want to let everyone know that, you know, you can accomplish anything regardless of your age, all right? Go out and get it. During UFC 283, an amazing thing happened. Someone was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame, and that man is Jose Aldo Jr. That's right, Jose Aldo, a true MMA legend. He won the UFC, no, he actually won the WEC featherweight title in 2009. He defended it twice. Then the WEC merged with the UFC in 2010 or 2011. That was right when I started watching MMA. So that was awesome. He then defended the UFC featherweight title seven times in the UFC. Seven times. Then he won the UFC interim featherweight championship in his last years of his career. And then he was a top-ranked fighter at bantamweight. And he has three great wins at bantamweight. So Jose Aldo Jr., he definitely, definitely deserves to be in the UFC Hall of Fame. He's he's definitely the most he's definitely the GOAT of featherweight, you know? Um Volkanovski is catching up though. I know he has four title defenses, so maybe three more and he can tie Jose Aldo. But Jose Aldo, I mean, of course, you know, we all been there for his losses, Conor McGregor loss, uh also the loss with uh, Peter Yan, his losses with Max Holloway, but damn Jose Aldo had a great career. Great career. Good for him. I'm, I'm so excited for uh, July when he gets inducted into UFC Hall of Fame. And I can't wait for his speech. I can't wait for uh, for for everything, you know. Um, Jose Aldo, honestly, it's just awesome to see uh, fighters like that get inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Especially fighters who I grew up watching. I mean, you know, I'm 28 now, uh, everyone, and I'm realizing a lot of the fighters that I grew up watching are now retiring or just losing a lot. You know, Jose Aldo, Shogun, Glover Teixeira, 
Tony Ferguson, he's been losing a lot, right? So all these fighters, you know, eventually when you're at the top for so long, it's eventually, you know, you have to retire or eventually, you know, that, you know, it's just time to hang up the gloves. But, you know, we recapped UFC uh, in January, uh, lots and lots of great results. And we also talked about the UFC fight announcements, a bunch of them. And now, you know, uh, February is coming soon. And this weekend uh, we have uh, Derek Lewis versus Sergio Spivak. It's a uh, UFC Vegas 68. So it's fight week, baby. Once again, the prelims, though, they're going to begin at 7 p.m. Pacific time. I know that's a weird time, right? And the main card will start around 10 p.m. So the main fight, Derek Lewis versus Sergio Spivak, two heavyweights, by the way, they're going to fight around midnight. And hell yeah, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to drink some whiskey, eat some popcorn, and watch some UFC fights late at night. And then Sunday morning, I'll wake up and go train jiu-jitsu. But this is the first UFC fight card of February. And it's just been announced as well that Lara Senko will make her caller commentator debut on this fight card. I'm excited. I'm going to turn up the volume and listen to what she has to say. Because, you know, that's ultimately my dream, everyone. To be a commentator for the UFC or any MMA organization. That's why I started Blast Fight Life. You know, I I, got to get these podcasts going. I got to get these YouTube channels, uh, this YouTube channel video going soon again you know i have one video only on my uh, youtube channel but i gotta get the ball rolling on that because i want to be a commentator too and uh for the prelims on this fight card it's the ufc second season of road to ufc so the finals are taking place flyweight bantamweight featherweight and lightweight so we'll tune into the prelims okay i know a lot of people are talking shit on this card but hey they're ufc fights they're free fights you know watch him if you don't want to watch him then all good but in the main event, let's recap that real quick. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Derek Lewis versus Sergio Spivak. Lewis, my balls are hot. He's a powerful striker. He's got knockout power. His cardio is concerning. And he doesn't have the best takedown defense. With Spivak, he has good ground and pound. Solid striking too. Spivak, he might just look to take down Lewis in this fight. But Spivak has to watch out for the power of Lewis. Lewis can win if he goes guns blazing and lands that big shot. But this fight is not going to go five rounds. I highly doubt it. These are heavyweights. Unless this fight is boring, then it might go five rounds. But let's take a look and preview in February what we are going to expect in the UFC. UFC 284 in Australia. Co-main event, Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett for the UFC interim featherweight title. And on my poll on Instagram, most of you voted that Yair will will defeat Josh Emmett. Yair has that unorthodox striking so go back and watch his fight with Max Holloway. It was awesome. He brought the fight to Holloway. On the other end, though, Josh Emmett has KO power and good wrestling. But the questions I have is, will Josh Emmett take down Yair? Will Yair land crazy kicks on Emmett? Will Yair be able to defend the takedown? So many questions. But the winner of this fight will surely fight Volkanovski once he returns to featherweight. And speaking of Volkanovski, he's going to fight Islam Makachev for the UFC light ch- lightweight championship. On my Instagram poll, I'll share it tomorrow or tonight right now, but uh, most of you voted that Volkanovski will become a double champion. So I have to make a post before this fight on how Volkanovski will defeat Makachev. But this is a historic fight. The last fight where a champion attempted to become a double champion was Israel Adesanya versus John Blachowicz and Izzy lost. But Volkanovski, he's a shorter and stockier fighter. So it's interesting, it's interesting to me how he will fight Islam. 
Because Islam really has to get low to take down Volkanovski unless he looks for those judo or sambo throws. I'm curious to see Volkanovski during fight week, though. He's going to move up to 155 pounds. So, you know, I wonder how strong he will look. And, wow, this fight is just going to be awesome. I mean, you got to give respect to Volkanovski. He's attempting to become a double champion against a fighter that is no one wants to fight. I mean, come on. Islam Makachev, he's Khabib's brother from another mother, you know? So Volkanovski, he's, he better have a good sprawl. He better be ready to defend that takedown. And even if he gets taken down, Volkanovski better be ready to just get up immediately. And then on February 18th, we have Marlon Chito Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. That's a great fight for the bantamweight division. And then the Coleman event, we have Tyler Santos versus Aaron Blanchfield at flyweight. Whoever wins this fight will be closer to a title shot. I think if Aaron Blanchfield beats Tyler Santos, honestly, they might just give her the winner of Valentina Shashenko and Grasso. And then the last UFC card for February, on February 25th, is Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. That's going to be a great fight as well. It's not the strongest, but hey, like I say always, free fights from the UFC. There's always at least one great fight on that card, okay? But let's wrap this podcast up. I appreciate all of you for listening, honestly. Thank you all for following Blast Fight Life on Twitter, on Instagram. My name is Ezekiel, and if you all want to follow my personal page on Instagram, it's LittleZeke125, L-I-T-T-L-E, Zeke125. I love mixed martial arts. I love training in many martial arts. I wrestled in high school and college. I trained jiu-jitsu. I trained judo. I trained Muay Thai. And I do that because I want to be able to feel what it's like to be in a real fight in the gym with sparring sessions. But I'm excited for the UFC. I mean, we got all these fight announcements. So February is going to be awesome. March is going to be awesome. April is going to be awesome. Let's all stay healthy and happy. Peace out, everyone.